0: Hello, and welcome. You are listening to the Yog pod, Simon. I heard there was some news from America
1: um yeah, yeah there's a law has been passed or is being passed or something in in Tennessee <laughs> it's I think it's on its way or something <laughs> this this bill the whole point of it is that you can't say gay in classrooms and you're not supposed to talk about um. Gay issues or bring up gay people or anything, it's just all banned because it's the deep south and they don't okay. like talking about that kind of thing, it's an affront to God, etc. And Ooh. uh, George Takei has done a video in response to this, and he has,
0: oh, of course, the um, yes, he's, he played Sulu, Sulu he was um, he had, like
1: the pilot. Star Trek. The, uh, the Enterprise, pretty much, wasn't he? He was the one who steered it
0: around. Famously... Famously a
1: homosexual. Yeah, he came out um, um, relatively recently in the whole, you know, he went through all of Star Trek and people were like, what a, what a lovely young man, what a lovely man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, years later, he came <laughs> out and people were like, oh... I, pr- I think I saw him on, like, the Howard Stern show, or, like, a video of him, like, grabbing someone's knob. Basically he had his hand down to some man's trousers yeah. and he was feeling his knob. That's what they get up to. I think that was and he was he was very much enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. That's what they get up to on the how to <laughs> show in America.
1: So the whole the whole he's <laughs> done this he's done this video up on YouTube and the whole point of it is that instead of saying gay in the classroom, you say take. And he, as he puts it himself, says, don't say gay, say to Kay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Yolkscast. Yolkscast, 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 Cast. Hello and welcome. That yeah. little intro there was by Mark Pidgin. Um thank you for that, it's a little bit of a remix. Pidgeon? He's called Pigeon. Very good, wasn't it? It sounded like something out of Zelda or something, oh. um, but it was
1: quite nice. What happened to Deadmau5's intro? I thought we were going to use that. Oh man, I I
0: mean, yeah. He's, a, he's I only, you know, the biggest DJ in the world. I can you know. put that well, in it's, no, it's no problem. No problem. No, I'll put it in later. I'll put it in next. It'll be the next break music thing. This podcast is made up of little weird bits of audio that we've got kind of left over. (laughs) Um, Some stuff we recorded ages ago. It's like a sausage, right? Right. Each, our
1: videos, our videos are like prime fillet steak and this is like sausage. This is all the sweepings up. Yeah. Of the floor with all the sawdust and the, the bit of lip the bits of anus that go into sausages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you saying? That That's not... Well, they, they can't do that anymore. This is an
1: anal sausage. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Whoa! <laughs> this is an anal sausage of a podcast. Don't get that on the BBC podcast, do you? You don't get people using the term anal sausage, do you?
0: No, you what do you not. do with a yogpod. pod. So in this podcast, we've got some discussion we had about a month ago about Pokemons. Pokemens, mans. And we've got me telling an extremely long and boring story, and then we've got some fan mail. Mm. <laughs> so this isn't the greatest thing we've ever done by any means. Okay. But uh, that's not what the Yogpub was created for. The Yogpub was created for me to upload guff, and you have to listen to the guff. So enjoy. Lovely. This lovely guff. Delightful. <laughs> Would you like to explain to the yog listeners why you're singing that? song, Simon. (laughs) I've been playing
1: uh, Pokemon Leaf Green. Um, I've never played a Pokemon game before. Ever. And um, it's just, it's captured my heart. Or rather, a certain little someone has captured my heart. A certain little pink fluffy fucker has captured my heart. I think it's a nice, <laughs> nice way of putting it. I, th- <laughs> I don't think He's the Japanese my manufacturers heart. would have called him that. But. Actually, the original um, Japanese, um, I think it's a kanji, um, kanji. iconogram yeah. of um, kanji of um, of Jigglypuff is which is, if you directly translate it into English, it is fluffy pink little fucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't know that. Thank you. That's that's interesting. There you go. So, have you've you been every day. collecting them all? I guess it's like twenty years late. No. that You discovered Pokemon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: uh, Leaf Green is a remake of Pokemon Green, along with like Red, which you know, because they always release two games at the same time. So you have to buy two games. So they make twice as much money as they would if they only released one. That's game, a bit weird because everyone buys the two games. Yeah, and I think it's a remake of um, a game that came out in 2004 or something. Citation needed. I'm not sure if that's accurate. Okay. So I am seven. I years saw you late.
0: posted on your Facebook asking um, how the fuck do I t- do I level yeah. up Jigglypuff when his only ability is sing? Yeah. And you had some. That was his one ability replies. was sing.
1: I couldn't attack. You were totally couldn't do anything. confused. I could just send my enemies to sleep. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know you could switch Pokemon in in mid battle or anything. I thought, oh great, now I'm stuck with fucking Jigglypuff for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's like even if I started up a new game of Pokemon, it would just be Jigglypuff would just appear. he go Jigglypuff. jigglypuff. I'm like, no, I want to use Charizard. What are you doing? <laughs> And like, even if I, if I went into fucking World of Warcraft now and I log into Honeybeard, my hunter, I bet you instead of like Wolfenstein or whatever or Jethro, my pet turtle, I have fucking Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. Jesus Christ.
0: Jigglypuff.
1: Jigglypuff. Well, there we are.
0: So, have you made much progress into the Pokémons? Pokémons? Have you have you collected them all? Um, I, I've captured because I believe.
1: These, this is like the original set of Pokémon. So I think there might be the 151 that you can collect. Mm-hmm. And out of that, I currently have found and captured a total of 10 Pokémon. Are you playing it right now? Um, I do. I, I do. Yes, on my uh, my Game Boy Advance that I've got here in my hands. Oh, so you're playing it on your Game Boy Advance?
0: Did you get that for Christmas? Is that is that it? Did you get bought? <laughs> I don't... I bought it legally and I'm playing the game legally on
1: my Game Boy Advance that I'm holding in my hands Louis, You got for Christmas. Week. Okay. So you can't can't <coughs> yeah. it or anything. I didn't get a uh, a big yellow teapot this year. Oh no. Uh, most, you know like like every previous year since I was like 7 or whatever it was. <coughs> Sorry, I got a bit of a a bit of a throat.
0: I'm really sniffly, snuffly as well. How have we both got ill? It's that time of year, Lewis. Like, it's that time In of different year. parts of the country.
1: Because we've both been kissing Hannah. Oh. <laughs> Coughs and sneezes spread diseases, Lewis. Mm. Remember that. And so does Hannah. Oh, She's God. like typhoid Mary <laughs> of the York. What
0: Club. the fuck <laughs> is that reference? Typhoid Mary! <laughs> that is a Victorian <laughs> reference. Typhoid Mary! She, she, was a, she was a
1: very famous figure in history, Lewis. Typhoid Mary. See, this is educational. This is an educational program for people to What's, listen to. Tell me about Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary. Oh shit, here we go. <laughs> Without looking her up on Wikipedia. Typhoid Mary was um Mary Clemens. She was a, a dishwasher
0: woman. <laughs> a dishwasher woman wait <laughs> Okay, she was uh, Mary Mallon. You were close. No, though. no,
1: Mary Just... Clemens. She was a dishwasher right. woman in uh Victorian t- it was actually the reign of Victoria and there was um a well in the middle of London. London old London town and that one well was the source of all water in London. <laughs> because people just forgot that the Thames existed. So they just used that one well. And one day, Mary came along and she fell in the well and died. And um, people dun, then. Dun, dun. They used the well to make, you know, to fill their kettles up, to make cups of tea or whatever. So they could eat Jaffa cakes, you know, for their dinner with a nice cup of tea. Um, mm. But. You know, the kettle was full of water that was full of like Mary's dead corpse juices. <laughs> so, oh my so they God. caught typhoid. That's how it started. Much like AIDS, I think actually it came along because a man had story, sex with actually. a monkey, and AIDS just magically was created by God to punish people. The same thing Careful happened now with Mary falling in the well. Falling in the well is a sin, and so is drinking tea. So God was punishing people by giving them all um, typhoid.
0: So there you go. Well, apparently, Mm. she was a cook. No, she was a a dishwasher. She was like a. She was a cook. She was like a washerwoman. She was was very, very healthy, (laughs) but she had what? typhoid, but she was like a healthy carrier of typhoid, so she was like the first person to be identified as this healthy carrier which means that she has the disease and she can transmit the disease to people but oh. she hasn't, she's had no ill effects of it So She was like um. a survivor
1: in Left 4 Dead Is that what you're <laughs> saying? <laughs> yeah You're not going to get the same experience with any other podcast Just listening to Simon and Lewis talk, it's it's real. It's not scripted. There's no base for their, their podcast. It's just them talking. It sounds like they woke up in the morning, called each other, and just hit the record button, but it's good quality humor. It's funny. You know, I don't go five minutes without going to tears laughing. I love it. The Yacht so you have a funny
0: story. I have a funny story. Lewis's funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd talk to you about this because it's quite interesting. You know, how sometimes you like read a um article on wikipedia and it's kind of like just it just sort of captures you and then you end up reading the whole thing it's kind of quite interesting yeah you read
1: the whole thing all like three paragraphs of it yeah
0: but some of these articles are very very long like for example i'm reading this one about the i've been reading the one about the mary celeste you know like the ghost ship Mm. um because obviously it was quite an interesting ship that you know a boat washes up uh always found at sea you know completely completely deserted uh, you know, all the crew are missing, but everything's still there. All their personal belongings are still there. There's like boiled eggs with the top taken off, and the yeah. soldier half dipped into it. Yeah, and it's still warm. It's still warm, and it's like a cigarette still, like embers still, still hot. Ooh, don't. Oh, it's, it's all scary and strange. And but um, I mean, the actual story of the Mary Celeste is is true. Um, and it's actually quite well documented. He's sure. I thought it was just like an episode of Star Trek or something, or Fringe. No, it's it was like a, it was Arthur Conan Doyle, Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote Sherlock Holmes, fictionalised it um, into a story, and uh, exaggerated a lot of the things about it. But in fact, it is actually a, a true kind of inverted commas mystery um, from the sort of eighteen hundreds. But it's not quite as ridiculous as as the way it was made out. So, what happened was, the the story is really that it was a. The Mary Celeste was a sort of a a small cargo ship. I say small, it's a 282 ton brigantine. Okay, so that means it's got like multiple sails, and it obviously weighs quite a lot. But. it's not actually that difficult to sail it only needed a crew of about 10 people most boats don't have large crews of of sailors um and and you, s- you tend to like see larger crews on like warships because they obviously need a lot of people to man all the cannons so if you had like 50 cannons you'd need at least like 100 people to man those 50 cannons kind of thing um but cargo ships only needed like like six or seven crew members yeah. I mean, I've
1: seen Deadliest Catch, I've seen, you know, the size of the ship Oh god, yeah And all the yeah. stuff that it carries,
0: and there's literally just four drunk guys <coughs> just running it I like Deadliest Catch, it's awesome, there's some really good shows like that on TV Anyway, so, in 1872, the Mary Celeste was transporting nearly 2,000 barrels of pure alcohol Okay, pure ethanol um, Right and Ooh. it was setting off from New York to uh, Italy, and it was to deliver the ethanol to the Italian wine merchants Okay, and what the wine merchants did in that time was they actually diluted up their alcohol with ethanol um, to sort of weaken it, but also oh. make it powerful, so to make like weaken fortified it? wine, so they, they'd be able to How use... How would it weaken it? Well they'd be able to dilute They got their, wine and they add alcohol to it yeah, but they obviously can add water as well. well and then
1: they add more water.
0: Yeah. So they ah, have to use I less. I see, I see what you um, mean. Actually, so actual grapes, grapes make, so it make a lot lot, lot more wine. Yeah. Right. That makes so sense. they were delivering 2000, well actually 1701 barrels of commercial alcohol. So it's all documented very cl- very clearly. Uh, it was on behalf of Meissner Ackermann and Co. It was worth about 35 grand and it was set sail from Staten Island had a crew of seven they're all named so the captain was Captain Briggs and his uh, wife and child were also on board his two-year-old girl um, and on the day of Aww. the voyage set off the captain actually sent a letter to his uh, mother and it says you know it tells tells her what's going on what, they, what they're shipping and it's quite an interesting letter and obviously this is all very well documented as well and before uh, the Mary Celeste left New York Captain Briggs spoke with one of his old friends, David Morehouse, uh, who was a, a similar, uh, like merchant ship captain who was leaving on a very similar route a week later. Okay, uh, which is quite a strange thing that has right. been documented, but it has. Okay. So what happened was they set off with this, this effectively what's what is known as petrol across the Atlantic, and uh, a week later. Captain Morehouse, so he was obviously sailing across as well, he saw uh, the Mary Celeste in front of him, uh, and it was, it was sort of leading to one side slightly, uh, called yawing, and also the, the, the sail... Because he was drunk. He was carrying all that alcohol. <laughs> ship's pissed. And so, you know, he, 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 he landed and he went and investigated, and they found that that the ship was was a thoroughly wet mess that's what 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 uh, the chief mate was quoted as saying there were about three feet of water in the bilge in the hold uh, but it was not sinking at all no still seaworthy that's an unusual amount but it's not too much um, and also all the ship's papers were missing except for the captain's log but we said nothing about the incident uh, the forehatch and uh, the Back hatch were open, although the main hatch to the cargo bay was still sealed. Okay, it was sealed. The clock wasn't functioning. The compass was broken, and the sextant and marine chronometer, so all the the ability, the things you need to actually sail in a direction, to find out where you're gone, um, are, are missing. Okay. Mm. The only lifeboat uh, was missing, and the peak halyard which was used which is a, a strong rope used to hoist the main sail had disappeared oh yeah yeah the peak the peak maillard. however there was a rope which was possibly the peak halyard yeah halliard. tied to the rope very, very very strongly but at the other end it was frayed and trailing in the water behind the ship so it was obviously like it could have been snapped possibly something like that okay so that's that's the actual evidence that was found initially. Um, six months' supply of uncontaminated food and water aboard, all the crew's personal possessions and artifact left untouched. So it kind of made the fact that it was piracy very unlikely and, and the, the vessel appeared to have been abandoned in a hurry. Importantly, there were no signs of any struggle anywhere or any kind of violence. Because the the, the ship was actually found off the coast of Portugal, it wasn't far to Gibraltar, which is a British held uh, port on the, the rock of Gibraltar, to the very south of Spain. So, what happened was the, the, the Captain Morehouse sent his chief mate and another crew member to sail the uh, Mary Celeste back to Portugal. Um, this is a very common thing, actually, and there have been ships that have gone missing when they were trying to be sailed back. But, um, but they didn't make it back. They all disappeared as well. So they made it back to Gibraltar quite happily. Um, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and they both, they got there and they were, they were thinking, you know, great, we can salvage the ship. Okay. And so obviously yeah. the people were in very suspicious. They called the police inspector and uh, the local councilman and they came and inspected the ship and they paid... Uh, a, a couple of Portuguese or Spanish like divers to inspect the ship and see if there was any damage to the hull or anything no damage anywhere that they could find uh, they searched through the place and found no evidence of piracy or blood or anything like this the initial, the initial scan actually did show that uh, there were apparently traces of blood or an uncleaned sword that's according to the records. The very the records of the very first inspector's log. But with the uh, but on future study, the Americans who turned up said that there was no blood. It was it was just rust. Um, so it was an old sword, not a bloody uncleaned one. It wasn't dried blood on the sword. It was just rusty. Right. There's no need to swear, Lewis. I know you're quite passionate about it. But, um, <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, I mean a- after that you know the ship changed hands multiple times so where's this going have you solved it well i haven't solved it but there's i mean what have do you, you think what do you think might the have great happened mystery um, so from from the evidence so far that i've given you aliens
1: <laughs> possibly a sea serpent or a giant squid yeah from outer
0: space yeah came yeah. down and ate the crew well that was obviously put forward as a theory, but there are other theories. I mean, the most obvious theory was <laughs> <laughs> it? Was it? Well, come on, w- think about e- think about better theories than that. Why? I mean, why do you think the, f- the-, the-, the Why do you think this story is so popular? Because it's so easy to attribute to stuff like creepy stuff like that. But think about things that might be more possible, like insurance fraud. So, if the two captains were colluding together, um you know, to try and get the insurance money for the boat and all this cargo. That could be a possible thing. But, strangely... But
1: that's not very interesting.
0: Yeah, and also, it's kind of not likely to happen because the crew wasn't worth much and the cargo wasn't worth much. It was only, you know, like, tubs of alcohol that aren't actually that valuable. Um, They're quite cheap to make and they weren't, weren't worth very much money. They were only worth, you know... A couple of... Well, no. tens of thousands of dollars, but not not, a couple worth, of not worth... Oh, was that all? Just tens of thousands of well, dollars Well, not worth the then. effort that would have had to go on into a staging the whole thing um, and the risks involved with doing so. Um, there are easier ways to do insurance fraud. You know, he could have just burned the ship down, for example, um, in, like, somewhere. So, possible other things that might have happened were you know some sort of a storm um and you know the, the mary celeste could, could have like thought they were, they thought they were sinking or something but that's strange as well because the build, the water was you know higher than normal in the ship but it was certainly nowhere near enough to to warrant abandoning the ship and you know it was v- the ship hmm. was perfectly seaworthy other theories is that they they evacuated the ship for some reason and this is the, probably the best theory you know they had to evacuate quickly for some reason yeah and what they actually did was, because they, 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 the ship was still seaworthy, and they, they just carried on, they actually transported the barrels of alcohol to their final destination in Genoa, uh, in Italy. And what they found was that they found that nine of the barrels were completely empty. One of the most popular theories at the moment is that these barrels leaked. They started to... Build up vapor, ethanol vapor, in the hold. Now, what can happen is—oh God! Uh, ethanol has so actually. Did got, they all get drunk on the fumes? Well, no. Ethanol has a flash point of around 13 degrees Celsius, which means that in ethanol vapor, in a you know in a ship, will probably be warm enough to cause a flash. Oh! Um, what is, what is a flash? <laughs> well, like flash point is is something that is very very commonly used in chemistry and it is kind of the lowest temperature that a liquid can vaporize to, f- to ignite in air kind of spontaneously um, it, it means that any kind of ignition source or spark can ignite something in air so what happened was these, 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 these casks were obviously metal Lined, or there were there were nails uh, in the in the cargo hold, and there was obviously exposed metal. And what probably happened was, ethanol, va- the the vapor caught fire, or or flashed and caused a vapor explosion. Now, if this would have happened, it would not have actually scorched anything and left burn marks. Oh, so there'd be no traces of any fire. It would have just it would have blown open the whole doors and probably caused like either like a very loud explosion or a series of explosions now obviously if the captain believed his ship was about to explode he would have ordered everyone into the lifeboat uh, but and obviously taken the instruments they thought they might need with them the valuable instruments in case they got stranded in the lifeboat because the ship was going to explode but what he probably would have done is secured the ship the lifeboat with a strong tow line so that if the ship didn't explode it would have been they, they could have just towed themselves back to the ship and carried on right uh, however you know as you saw the rope broke so it, I mean that could have possibly been because of the ship going too fast or uh, a weakness in the rope or whatever uh, so that's that's actually a very popular theory and it kind of explains certain aspects of it. You know, the, the, a scare—a a serious reason why they might want to abandon the ship and you know, a reason why the specific things are missing from the ship and obviously a reason why nine of the barrels were empty. It's worth noting that all the barrels that were empty were made of a different kind of uh, oak. They were made of red oak rather than white oak. So all of the barrels except nine were made of white oak and only three were made of red oak. And those were Holy the ones fuck. that burst. So that you've solved it. You fucking solved it. Well, this is on Wikipedia, though. I mean, the thing is, this this Wikipedia question. Oh. This 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 long article about the explosion, and you know, possibilities of it. You know, it's got like UFOs, mutiny, drunkenness. The crew the, the crew were murdered in a drunken stupor. Does it
1: actually have UFOs?
0: Oh. Sea creatures. Does it actually have UFOs? On, it says that on the you know, Theories yeah. range from alcoholic fumes to paranormal explanations involving UFOs and sea monsters, and disappearance in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, but kidding? it didn't go anywhere near the Bermuda Triangle, <coughs> and also it was found near Portugal. So no, oh, that's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, it's quite it's quite a good little story actually, and I'm kind of surprised that it's it's real. There's quite a lot of these paranormal weird tales. Um but they're all kind of quite old, you know. They're all like 70 plus years ago kind of thing. Yeah. Just Yogpod bringing
1: you the latest news, the latest happenings around the world. Ship found without crew. <laughs> How long ago was this? 1872. 1872. Yeah. So 230 years. Is that right? Yeah. No. Yeah. 100 130 years ago. The thing is, we've
0: had, like, CSI and Sherlock yeah. Holmes for the past 70 years, so we kind of, like, can not explain most of the stuff <laughs> um, that's happened since then. But before that was available, weird stuff happened, and people kind of just didn't know how to explain it, and it became this kind of strange mystery, bizarre unsolved mystery. There's mm. quite a lot more weird stuff. Like, have you heard about the Vancouver Feet? Um but that's this is a modern one that's mysterious. I've not heard
1: of that. Oh the feet, yeah, as in double E. I thought you meant EA. Oh. But yeah, all these feet washed up wearing trainers. Yeah. So like that um, is fucking weird. And it's still going on. Yeah. It's still going on.
0: So like uh the last one was in it was was lo- about December sixteenth, two thousand ten. Remains of a human foot, still encased in a shoe, were found washed ashore near Tacoma, raising the tally of feet found on Pacific Northwest beaches to ten since 2007. And if people haven't heard this story, I know what you're thinking. You're
1: thinking, you know, all oh, right, okay, so that's like five people, but no, they're all from different
0: people. All of these feet. Yeah, they're, well, some of some of them are from the same person actually. A couple of them are from the same people, are they? but. Yeah, Shit. most of them are from different people. Um, so the first one was found August two thousand and seven on Jedediah Island and was associated with a deceased man whose name police have withheld. Another man's right foot, again another man's right foot, was found on Gabriola Island in Australia on in um, in the same month, so August
1: two thousand and seven. Did you almost say in Australia?
0: Yeah, I did. Sorry. Wow. Uh, Two feet found on separate islands, Valdez Island and Westham Island in July 2008, belonged to the same man. And two female feet found in Richmond, belonged to the same woman. Uh, And then since then there have been a few more. And the last one was August 27th on Whidbey Island. And this latest one near Tacoma. They're all in shoes and socks.
1: It's really weird because you'd think that if someone lost a foot they would go to the police. Yeah. And they would say, my foot's gone. Has
0: anyone seen the foot? I've lost a couple. So, our best guess for this one was someone in their mid to late teens. The shoe was a size 6 Ozark Trail hiking boot, sold in Walmart stores between 2004 and 2005. That's quite creepy, isn't it? So they're all all of the previous nine were in running shoes, but this one was in hiking boots. Ooh. So it's someone preying on people who are going walking up
1: around in Canada and they're yeah. killing them and hacking their feet off and throwing them into the sea. It's weird what? that it's
0: just feet that's been found. like nothing else. Yeah, that is that is the weirdest bit, isn't it? <laughs> um
1: Lewis's scary mistress I was thinking of a jingle,
0: and that's the best I could do. Like it's kind of interesting to have this unexplained stuff and just think, what the hell? It's why CSI and stuff's so popular and why like, you know, you know all these all these detective shows are so popular. And why Sherlock Holmes has been so popular? People like a sort of strange circumstance that's happened, and they think, well, what the hell? What did that happen? and They kind of like to think, well, the immediate. It's why magicians and why magic's so popular. There's a lot of how did he do that? You know, and people obviously jump to the conclusion that it's something supernatural because they can't immediately explain it. And that's why Paul Daniels should be burnt at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> It's good that one of us remembers that jingle. Um, okay, so obviously it's, it's yeah. exam time again, so we're getting a few, a few, quite a few emails about, you know, exams. Um, one from Stanley Mitchell, who's just finished his English exam. He says. The final question was a letter question, and I decided to sign it off as Dave exclamation mark Yognort, as the address was in Devon. Why not? I thought this Why might not? be a good idea, because if my paper is marked by a fellow Yognort, mm. they might give me extra yeah. marks. Uh, having s- Yeah, that's fine. What
1: isn't fine is, at, at the exam, on the front page, when it says your name, don't put Dave Yognort on that. But no. your real name. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Because the <laughs> real name. Yes. He finishes off having had some time to think over my decision. I have decided I was wrong. And they might think I'm a retard who puts random punctuation marks in his own name. Oh dear. Mm. Well. Oh. Yeah. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah. You can't win them all. You can't win them no. all. Serena McMullen writes. Dear Simon and Lewis. Today I was forced into going to church by my parents, so I instinctively grabbed my headphones and thought to myself, I'll listen to the Yogpod during the service. In the car, my dad said to me, <laughs> he turned and said to me, the Yogpod is forbidden. What? Yeah. I, obviously what? <laughs> 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 okay. I obviously ignored this. I obviously okay. ignored this, and whilst they were in church, I began giggling to myself. Oh dear. I didn't notice, however, that they'd gone into a deep prayer, when I burst out into laughter, oh dear. I was so embarrassed, when the time came for the children to leave for Sunday school, I leapt up and escaped with them. In the Sunday school, an old friend I had not seen for years looked down at my iPod and saluted and said, I am Dave! Exclamation wow. The well, there you go. I now have to go see my grandad to organise stamps. So I'm thank sorry? you Lewis for saving me some, some more boredom. You have to what? So you, <laughs> I know! What an exciting life! It's full of information. an exciting life you lead. I, Church, Church and stamps. stamps. I mean... P.S. Oh. The reason my dad has banned the yogpod is because he heard one of them and was walking in yeah. when Simon was talking about him feeling free because his underwear had slipped yeah, down. Um, he felt that this was very inappropriate what? for a young lady to be listening to. Well he's right! Your father is right. So, uh, What a strange email this one is. Reuben Weir. Hi, my name is Reuben and I have a short story for you. Seven nights ago, I was listening to the Yogpod on my iPhone. I must have dozed off because I wake up the next morning with iPhone in my boxer and headphones wrapped around my legs. I untangled myself and had a shit. That's my story. It's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Hope that is absolutely good... <laughs>
1: revolting. Why did you feel the need to share that with us? We didn't need yeah. to know that. That was horrible. Lewis, I want you to print out that email and then I want you to burn it. <laughs> Can <you> do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try that. <laughs> Can you that. do that for me? Or just um, delete it um, in Gmail? One or the no, other. We'll,
0: we'll we'll do a sacrificial burning of that. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's barbecue
1: season, isn't it? Yeah. So you know.
0: Uh, okay, Alex <laughs> Coleman, I'm reverting ru- to you to tell you about the happiest day I have had. For years being mm-hmm. vegetarian, I didn't eat Jaffa Cakes because I thought they contained beef gelatin. However, the urge to eat Jaffa ah. Cakes became too much and I did some research. I finally discovered the gelling agent in Jaffa Cakes is not in fact beef gelatin, but in fact pectin, Ooh. which comes from plants. I then ate as many Jaffa Um, Cakes as was humanly possible. From Alex Coleman. Pectin
1: can also come from um, digestive systems of animals. They get it from that as well. Probably shouldn't have mentioned that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) They are definitely vegetarian friendly, Jaffa Cakes. Um, Asterisk. Asterisk, they may not be. It doesn't look
0: like it does come from animals, though. It looks like it's mostly plants. According to Wikipedia... Maybe these days. It's like citrus peel. Thirty ci- percent. Citrus peels have thirty percent pectin. Really? He doesn't s- see that oh. it comes like from anywhere else. So I think he's all right. I think he's all right. <laughs> God, I was a bit worried then. He would have like vomited everywhere if you'd found out that it was actually made of like. Um, oh no!
1: If he was listening to this podcast whilst he was eating the jaffa cake.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he's you know he's a he's oh. addict now. Um, oh goodness oh me, God. Simon. This is from Louisa Bateman. <laughs> what do you think of the new okay. Doctor Matt Smith, and Ooh. who are your favourite Doctors and companions? Um,
1: wow. Um, I always had a thing for Ace, the companion for uh, Sylvester McCoy's Doctor. Right. He was he wasn't a very good Doctor though. Um, Tennant was pretty amazing.
0: I have to say but I'm a big fan of the modern Doctor Who yeah I mean yeah
1: Matt Smith's pretty decent isn't he
0: he's pretty he's decent. good I like Matt Smith we've I mean we've watched all of the new ones haven't we and we're we're big yeah. fans of Doctor Who um the, the recent one by Neil Neil Gaiman was very very good because I'm a big fan of his as well you know the Sandman comics and stuff like that It's a very serious answer um did you, do you like the dog Simon K9 do I like the dog the robo dog K-9. Mm. Oh. He's adorable.
1: Well, he's not really adorable. He's not really much of a dog. He speaks and stuff. So he's quite strange. He's kind of like
0: a box. A small box, yeah. A little friendly
1: um, box. Hello, Doctor!
0: It's the very sort of weird sort of noise. Okay, we've got some more questions from someone called Joe Pfaff. It's got like... Th- it's got a five-letter surname and it's got three Fs in it. So, good work on that. Um, He says, If you could live in any FPS game, what would it be? Now, I thought
1: he was going to say, if you could live in any period of time, because that's a fairly common question to ask people. Mm. But, live in an FPS?
0: That is a weird one.
1: I don't know, most FPSs are really violent, horrible places, aren't they, to be in? Like, waves of enemies trying to kill you over and over again yeah you basically have to act like a a maniac like a psychopath in order to survive you have to just go around Mm. murdering everyone I'm not sure I want to be in an FPS maybe if there's like an FPS in which you I don't know you chase rabbits and
0: you you know you make friends with people how about like a dating based FPS a dating sim (laughs) is there one of those (laughs) what (laughs) That might be good, like a dating sim. Hmm. Yes. If there's one of those, let's know. Um, Simon, could you go without Jaffa cakes for a day? Um, well, you make me go without Jaffa cakes for a day now and again. Sometimes, yeah, but usually it's like at least a packet a day. So, <laughs> well, um, that's you say that, but.
1: I went through all of the Jaffa Cakes that I got gifted for my birthday, and that was about an average of a packet a day, which is just ridiculous, mm, yeah. isn't
0: it? that is a lot of Jaffas. Uh, do you oh, have any children amazing. that you know about? Um, do I have any children yeah, that you know about? Um,
1: no, not that I know of. I mean, there is a, there may be a possibility that there are little Simons out there, I don't know. Okay, it's not
0: something you want to think about, really, is it? No. Do you, do you guys have a secret handshake? The Eiffel Tower, we do. Oh yeah, we? that's I suppose that's quite, quite common. Uh, Simon, how <laughs> did Big Al do in the Cleveland 2010 rally? Um, oh God, it was terrible. It's obviously been and gone now. Oh, was it?
1: Yeah. Oh my God, it was. It was horrible. I didn't. I didn't know.
0: We haven't really done an update on that for a
1: while. <laughs> I mean do you really want me to go into this because it's pretty it's pretty harrowing okay. what happened. go on, man well what happened was he there was there's three different events that you take part in there's like a race a sort of obstacle course thing over right. slightly flattened cars I'm sure you know what I mean yeah and then sort of an yeah. endurance one in which you just do laps over and over again and yeah everyone knows this yeah I mean it started off really well it was like the drag race thing that he, he came second on. Okay. Um, Jerry McFarlane managed to beat him on that.
0: Oh! I mean, Jerry's... Is he related to him? Because he's much top of it's his It's Big game. Al McFarlane, who we're talking about, isn't it? Um. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's his uh, his nephew.
0: Oh! Wow. It's part
1: of the, like... They're sort of, um... They're a family of... Of... Monster Truck enthusiasts. They're very close-knit family. And, um... Yeah. They are, they are. They're from the south. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Very close. So. <laughs> they are very close. It's also close his knit. um um his brother as well, isn't it's it? It's also his brother. Yeah. Yeah. And his uncle. <laughs> his nephew and uncle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jimmy. Um Jimmy McFarlane.
1: But yeah, I mean things started off well, he came second in the um in the drag race thing. In the endurance he actually managed to win. Oh right, um, wow. And in the obstacle course thing, he managed to come third, but the, the person who was actually winning, mm-hmm. his, uh, his nephew, uncle, sort of balls it up a bit. Right. Um, he actually came last in that. Oh. So, it turns out the big owl, he won overall, which is great news, but he decided to do a lap of honour. Oh. Um, around the track. But unfortunately... It's quite common um, to do that. It is, it's quite common in, you know, in most sports. Mm. You know, in racing, you do mm. sort of a lap of honour. But for some reason he decided to do it without the monster truck. So he just sort of ran around. Oh, right. Um,
0: and because he came first... this was a bit
1: of a problem.
0: Well, was the race still going on?
1: No, 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 this was, this was after everything ended. He did a lap of honour.
0: Oh! So what had everyone else got? So was going round. He's going
1: around doing his lap of honour, but unfortunately, the safety car that goes round the track, right, that makes sure that um you don't get people running on onto the uh, the yeah pitch. It's called. That's the name of the The uh, monster truck race. The pitch race
0: area. Yeah, the pitch.
1: Safety. (laughs) The safety car was also doing a lap. Right. To make sure that... Um, no one was on the track. That everything was clear. And no right. one was around. Okay. And unfortunately,
0: to cut a long story short, he got run over. He got by the run safety over car. by the safety car. Yeah. Well, I um, mean, if, if you're a professional level monster truck racer, that's how you want to go out. And that's how you want to go out. Pretty much. Well, I bet he's up there in um, heaven right now. He's not dead. Oh.
1: He's not actually dead. Oh. Lewis, oh. I don't know why you just jumped to that conclusion.
0: Um, Sorry, I just assumed that he'd he been killed. No.
1: No, 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 no. He's still alive. He's, oh, yeah. he's flattened, though. He's like a cardboard cutout.
0: Oh! Um, like what happens in. in in, Walt in Disney cartoons. cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he is yeah. like
1: a cartoon sort of flattened man. And. Um, it's quite convenient because. Like, when he got out of hospital and he went back home, he forgot his front door key. But it's fine because he just like slipped through the
0: letterbox. Well, there's a lot of very, um, <laughs> there's a lot of very so good. You know, every cloud. <laughs> careers you can get uh, as a flattened man. You know you can go into yeah, like walls man. and do yeah. wiring and stuff like this. Um, you can, what you can just pass through walls. No, you can just what? like slide flat. in to He's the gaps between, between walls. Um, mm. You know, and like also you can work. Uh, as a spy, because if you like turn to the side then you're invisible. Um, Oh right, I see. Yeah.
1: That's quite clever. That's quite clever, I like that. Yeah. Um... I didn't... Oh god, where are we going with
0: this? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know anymore. Well there you go, shall we move on? Oh. Um... Yeah, sure, please. Somebody has sent us an email um, that they've they've uh, oh, they yeah. formally changed their name to uh-huh. to Dave Yogpod. What? Um. What? Yep. It's it's a man named. He was called Peter Gregory, but now no longer. He's now called Dave! Exclamation mark! Yogpod, and he has actually sent us the deed, um, of which he. So it's official. D Paul. He he's is... officially changed his name. He was called Peter Gregory. He's now D exclamation mark Yogpod. Um, but it's supposed to be D Yognor. Oh, so I think he is he sort of balls it. Up I think a he bit? might have balls it up, but he's got this really oh, fancy yeah. signature as well for it. Um, really, sort of a flourish. A flourished D sort of Yogpot. cursive. It seems like what he's done oh. is he he's sent me this thing. It's all it's all sealed and signed. Yeah. It was done. It was done a couple of weeks ago. Actually, no. It wasn't. Yeah. Ago. It was, it was done ten deleted. days ago. That's all. So he's a f- ten days yeah. ago. Um. So it was done. Oh my it was done by um. Mr Justice Vasey. And it's all legal. It's all done. So this is official. Yep. This is actually official. Yep, yep, yep. yep. This is he real. He did it in the presence of Vivian oh, no. Gregory and Stephen Gregory, who I assume it would be his parents. So they must have been supporting this decision. <laughs> Change his name really? to... Really? They didn't go, what the hell are you doing, D- son? Yorg- they went... Nod. They were like... Are they Yoggnaughts as well? Are they changing their names? Uh, well, that would be a bit confusing. If your mum, dad, and son were called... Dave, well, Dave.
1: Your Pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Go okay, it would be would be a little bit confusing, wouldn't it?
0: It's very it's very official looking this but. certificate and I I mean the story is definitely true. So good for you Peter. Mm. Um uh, not Peter, sorry good for Dave. For you. Well, you Dave. Dave. Dave, good Dave. Good for you Dave. Um Dave and best of luck. Good for you. Because That's a name that will get you places. Yeah. Definitely. Will it? Um Oh yeah It's not exactly Max Power, is it? Um, Right. This is from Matt Tanner. I have two questions, the first being for Simon. I remember hearing you mention that you went to Cardiff University. I am a seventeen year old Mm -hmm. from America and I am applying to college in Scotland or England. Cardiff was one of my top schools when I visited last March. Um okay, first of all first of all, Cardiff isn't in Scotland or England. Right. So good effort with that. It's in Wales, yeah. You've already balls that up. Do you, do, do you enjoy um, Cardiff, recommend it as a college, or does it have anything else to offer? How were your college years? That's the question.
1: How were my college years? Yeah. They were... Um... Would you
0: recommend Cardiff University to this young this young man? Um... Sure.
1: Sure, I why not? You're an alumni, aren't you? You know. I am. Yeah. I am. I'm a sort of dishonourable. You know how you can get like a degree with on with honour. <laughs> well, I didn't have a degree, and I had it with dishonour. <laughs> so okay. exactly what you don't want.
0: Um, be cool. Stay in school. Okay, we got cause... a uh, we got an email from Lewis Morrison, who is supposed to be revising for his A-level mm-hmm. exams that are coming up. And he's procrastinating oh. by emailing us, so thank you for that, Lewis Morrison. He's got a load of questions that he's compiled oh, over time really? for us, so are you ready for these? Simon, have you ever made a cup of tea, then realised you were out of milk, and used ice cream oh. as a substitute? No! <laughs> okay. No, that's weird. <laughs> why would, why would um, anyone do that? Ice cream? Would you be inclined to do such a thing over the summer if you were hot? and decided oh, that you needed ooh. to use ice cream instead. I don't know, because... You know, it's sort of a cool ice cup of you'd tea. You'd have a
1: really sort of... Well, it would be like it's room weird, temperature sort of cup of tea, and it'd be like really frothy and weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure that's nice. The
0: ice would like... The ice cream would like
1: displace... Hmm. You'd probably spill it everywhere. It'd be horrible. No, I
0: don't know. No. Coffee, I would use it with. Simon, if I have an empty glass and I fill up half mm. of it with water, is it half empty or half
1: full? Uh, if you're in the process of filling it, then you would say it was half full. But if you were drinking out of it, and it was half... it would be half empty. Yeah, you'd be pouring <laughs> it
0: out. Very good. If you were
1: drinking it, and it was half full, then it would be half empty. It's a
0: matter of what you're doing to it in future, not what it is at the moment. Yeah, that's how I like to see it. How big is the Yogg's cast staff? Um, about six inches. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> 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 wow. Oh, no. <laughs> Gold. No, no. Um, oh. Anyway, uh, think of a colour that doesn't exist, Simon. Borange. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an incredible <laughs> card! <colour. laughs> it doesn't exist. Well done. Um, Borange. There you go. Borange. Um So thank you, Lewis, for those questions. Jolly good. Oh, heavens above. Borange. Borange. Apply me. This is from Hayden Tio. Hayden Tio. He says. I've got a couple of suggestions for you that might be fun to try out. Simon, can I hear your best American accent? Imagine you were doing, like, a Hugh Laurie, and you had to audition for an American part.
1: Well, gee whiz, this is some nice meatball here. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: It started off as, like, an American tourist, (laughs) with, like, a a camera around their neck, and it turned into, like, someone from the Bronx.
1: I mean, doing doing an American accent, it's like doing an English accent, you know, there's no just English accent, like, there's no American accent. That's true. There's different regions, and different people speak differently, depending on where they are, different places. Hello? Hello? Can I, can I have some cheese? Can I have some cheese on my burger? (laughs) There we go, is that an
0: American accent? (laughs) Burger! You say that so nicely. That's so attractive, that voice. Well, there you go. Thank you for that suggestion, Hayden. That's a good one. Some people have been digging in their garden. Lots of people have been digging around. Oh, no. Ron Wern was digging around and he found a rusty key under an apple tree. My goodness, that could be for anything. That could be for anything.
1: That's quite... Finding rusty keys is always, you know, it makes you think, oh, God, is there treasure somewhere? Yeah. Especially if (laughs) it's, like, a little one. It's really ornate.
0: You know, it could be, like, for a box or something. It's like, oh... Wow. There's, like, a magical box somewhere just
1: buried. Keep looking. Just keep looking. You'll find it one day.
0: This is from Abby McIntyre. I just thought I'd send you this picture of me and Brian Blessed because I know you love him and, uh I met him when I was at a summer camp with the British Youth <gasps> Film Academy. Really? He was making a film. But it's in a short film. Wow! Ah, oh, it's a lovely picture of Abby hugging the big bearded man himself. She says he came in, and the first thing I noticed was that he talked very loud. This is perfect for me because I'm partially deaf. He was just right and very lovely. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a lovely little story, really is, isn't it? It's
1: a very heartwarming story.
0: <laughs> oh God! Oh, Brian, such a lovely man, isn't he? So this is a story from Reese Flexner. He sent in a story. We've had a couple of these about people's own experiences with, like, the continental drift. Yeah, you know, the experience of your boxers. Oh, running, God, free. Yeah, it's really, you know taking a chord with the with the people and you know they've they've caught similar stories in. So this one is is from Reese Flexner. It says Hello, thought you might get a kick out of this. Yesterday I was walking down the street with a girl I kind of fancy, and I suddenly was aware of a sort of a lump at the bottom of my jeans. I thought maybe my sock had um. become bunched up or something, so I did a little <laughs> leg shake to get it out. Out of the bottom of my jeans comes an entire dirty pair of boxers what? that must somehow have wedged themselves in how how is that even possible to do that well
1: how can you do that
0: the thing is what happens is he they weren't the ones he was mm. wearing they were the ones from yesterday because what you do sometimes well I do it anyway is when I'm like undressing before I go oh. to bed I just like take my jumper and shirt off in one go And then I take my like trousers, pants and socks off in one go as well (laughs) You take
1: your trousers, your pants and your socks all off at once
0: In one smooth motion Yeah, have you not done (laughs) this? It's like you just You just just grab your pants and your trousers And you just take them straight down And you hook your... thumbs into your socks on the way down I'm just demonstrating it now no um, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and then it all comes off right and then you just lob it in the washing but obviously if you do that and then the next morning you think oh crap I haven't got any old trousers I'll just bung these on you can accidentally hmm. very easily catch an old sock yeah. or an old pair of pants that's disgusting in the trousers so this poor girl said <laughs> saw it and she said did that pair of boxes just come out of your pants And (laughs) Reese said, uh, no. And the girl said, yes they did! And he said, no they didn't. (laughs) Oh! And she said, where did they come from? And he said, the sky? (laughs) I am very smooth with the ladies.
1: Why did she ask? Why did she ask him? Why did she say, did those come out of your trousers? (laughs) When she knew that they did. It is so mysterious
0: though, because, I mean, how on earth would a dirty pair of pants just just flop out the end of your trousers otherwise.
1: Well, I mean, your explanation sort of, you know, is perfect. What an incredible story. It's perfect. What a lovely heartwarming tale. <laughs> 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 um, I'm looking at all the different uh, EP lists. It's a long, long list, Lewis. It's a very long
0: list. We're so behind. Yeah. Well, the problem is we—I'd ha- actually looked at the uh, thing. We haven't actually done a podcast on our own this year because we've always done all the interviews and things, and th- we did the Hodor thing, but that was, you know, with Christian. So th- we're we're way behind on the EPs. Um, we've got
1: like 24 EPs to announce, and that's—oh my goodness—and that's like two or three weeks out of date as it is. So it's even more than that. I don't
0: know what we're gonna do. I think we'll have to put a special uh, error on the website for them, but they're going to get some um, mail out soon, aren't they, for, of awesome some stuff. We've got some secret things that we've had made, and we'll be sending them out. So, wow, that'll be coming in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you very much, EPs. You guys know who you are. Um, and we'll see you okay. next time. Bye.